0: Everyone, my name is John Dunham and I'm back from your abyss to bring you yet another fine episode of Animation, the anime podcast that you are listening to right now. I've been a little busy, but that hasn't stopped me from showing what Regan Strongblood would call the anime love. So let's get it on. I'm gonna be trying something new for this new segment, so you ready? Let's go. This week in news, we have some, uh, some good gems here. There was an old-school film, I say that with quotation marks, paying homage to the original Gundam series. Um, it basically consists of nothing more than actors, again I say that with quotation marks, dressing up as various mobile suits and doing battle in stop motion. The original music score and sound effects make an appearance, as well as some cheesy old-school special effects. I'll have the YouTube link for you in the show notes. Another piece of news is Naruto's Hokage Rock was recreated in Naruto City. Uh, For those of you who don't know, there is actually a city in Tokushima Prefecture in Japan that is named Naruto. And so thus, to draw in some tourists, they have recreated Hokage Rock and placed it on top of a local government building, such as a town office or whatnot. Battle Angel Alita has made plans to return from its hiatus. Ultra Jump has made plans for Battle Angel Alita Last Order, or Gun Last Order, to return. Yukito Kishiro had put his manga on hiatus last month after the 100th chapter had run. However, according to Kishiro, Sueisha asked him to revise dialogue in the original Battle Angel Alita for its new reprint, despite the fact that he missed the deadline for Last Order. Kishiro did make the dialogue changes and managed to finish the current installment on time. However, he then announced Battle Angel Alita Last Order's hiatus on June 24th and threatened the possibility that there might not be another installment. On Tuesday, Kishido met with the editors of Evening Magazine to discuss the possibility of moving Last Order and all his other works to Kodansha. Meeting with Ultra Jump editors again, Kishido gave a final offer of settlement, which included an apology from the legal department and a recall of the reprinted edition of the manga going back to its original form. The Ultra Jump editors told Kishido that they would not make any promises, they would try to discuss the offer with the legal department. If Sueisha agrees, then things will return as normal. If they don't, however, Kishiro's works will be moving to Gidansha. Kishiro expects the answer by next week. An 8 meter Hello Kitty balloon statue is now on display in Odaiba. The exact same place where the original Gundam statue, the life-size 1-to-1 Gundam statue was, has now been taken over by, of all things, Hello Kitty. The balloon is 8 meters tall, or basically 30 feet for those of us who don't know how big a meter is, and will be on display from August 9th to the 22nd. Jump SQ19 has been launched on the iPad with an app from Suecia. Yahoo! Japan will launch Jump SQ19 pronounced Jump S-Q-E-G-Q, for the iPad Thursday in Japan. That's today. There will actually be at least two apps. The first will be free when it launches on Thursday with the entire issue of Jump SQ Ichiq, which is a spin-off of Suecia's Jump Square magazine. The second app will debut on August 26th with the first and second issues of Jump SQ IchQ and a wallpaper for 450 yen. The print version of the second issue will ship for 650 yen, which is about 750 US. The apps are part of a larger collaboration with Yahoo! Japan and Suecia in the electronic book field, which is amazing seeing how we need to have more manga moving to digital format. This includes putting over 3,000 pages from 21 weekly Shonen Jump titles online for free. And that's all I have for news, so without further ado, let's move on to the review. In a world where vivid
1: flashbacks can strike without warning, In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a
0: two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry.
1: Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, Let's go again.
0: Hisui! Quick! Gather everyone in the library! I know who the killer is!
1: But! I've gathered everyone together, but I still can't figure it out! How did you solve the crime by just looking at one anime merchandise website?
0: Elementary, my dear Hisui. You see, we thought that hug pillows were the motive, but they were the means. Akika, you are the killer of anime.
1: The Reverse Thieves at Anime 3000 present The Speakeasy Podcast, uncovering the mysteries of anime and manga. Come visit us at thespeakeasypodcast.com.
0: So basically, I've been looking back at the history of my show, what I reviewed and what I haven't, and all that, and saying, oh, making a list here, making a list there, of what not to review, what to review, and I saw disturbingly that I never did a proper Dragon Ball review. I've mentioned things in passing like, oh, watch this Dragon Ball Z movie, oh, uh, read the manga, oh, and episode review on anime3000.com or what have you, but never have I actually sat down and properly reviewed the shonen fighting god that is Dragon Ball Z, and uh, I'm going to rectify this right now by double stuffing this episode with two reviews, Dragon Ball Z, Cooler's Revenge, and Dragon Ball Z, The Return of Cooler. I'm shoving two balls in your face, you ready? So, both of them received theatrical releases in Japan. However, only Return of Cooler, along with Fusion Reborn, got a theatrical release here in the United States. Now, I didn't ever see them in theaters, so I'm not going to talk about that too much. But, I will say that I prefer the original Funimation dub with uh, the licensed music compared to the one that has the original Japanese audio and all that bullshit. Why? Well, because I grew up with Dragon Ball Z being a, actually, quite a serious anime. The music was redone by Bruce Falconer. It was very rock. You know, well, I can't say it was always rock, but, like, in, 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 in the points where everyone was just sitting and pulling the gags and just having a good time, it was very relaxed. But, like, Vegeta's theme kicks ass. You know, how can you not like that theme? So, to me, the music for Dragon Ball Z is one of the most important parts of the whole series. I'm not kidding you. So for this movie, I looked up the Funimation dub soundtrack. And let's just list off some of the bands who worked on this. First off, the one that really got me was Disturbed. And they had one of their popular songs in there, The Game. They also have uh, some other popular bands like Drowning Pool, Breaking Point, Finger Eleven. I mean, come on, how, Finger Eleven, yes, the guys who did Paralyzer, put their music in a Dragon Ball Z movie, and this all heavy rock, or maybe not heavy rock, but all this rock put into a Dragon Ball Z movie while everyone's punching and kicking each other, that's the way to go, and I love both of the opening themes, the American opening themes for the TV series, both Rock the Dragon. And the Bruce Falconer guitar solo, what have you there? Th- I mean, just to me, that guitar solo is the best Dragon Ball Z opening ever. Even though I do appreciate uh, "Chala Head Chala," hechala. which is done none other than by Hironobu Kageyama. For those of you who may be savvy with Japanese music, is the leader of Jam Project. Also, he sang the "Chala Head Chala." And more recently, if you watch Shin Majinger Z, he's done the opening with Ultimate Lazy for (laughs) Majinger. Basically, the Japanese band Lazy and Jam Project teamed up and said, Oh, let's do Kanji Tenaito for uh, Majinger. He also, in unrelated news, did the Eye of the Tiger in the Japanese dub of Rocky III. I searched the internet high and low. I hit all the Torrent sites. I looked and I looked and I looked, but I could not get my hands on this MP3. I'm so sorry, because if I could, Eye of the Tiger by uh, Kageyama, yeah. How can you better start off a Dragon Ball Z review? But alas I could not find it So I'm sorry guys Hey if someone else can find it Send me a link I want that song I want to hear it so bad Because I love Eye of the Tiger And I love Kageyama But let's actually talk about the movies now And go back to the first movie Cooler's Revenge
1: Alright here goes
0: Uh, Ah! And this is the first movie where Cooler was introduced He's a movie exclusive character and it starts off with of all things Bardock and Bardock is like oh I'm gonna kill you Frieza back from the tv special Bardock the father of Goku which I actually did a review of in anime 3000 so go read that but it starts off and of course Goku escapes just in time and Cooler's ship actually picks it up and they're like oh we should stop that Saiyan from escaping and Cooler's like nah it's Frieza's mess Frieza's an idiot why should we have to go and and do shit for him you know let him clean it up so they do that well it's goku like i mentioned so it may not have been in their best interest because later in the movie goku gohan krill and oolong and the whole gang including um icarus their flying little dragon thing all go on a camping trip where they get ambushed by Cooler's Ginyu force basically you have three guys i only remember the leader's name which was Salza. They end up fighting with Goku, and Goku's like, "You guys can't take me." He starts fighting, and all of a sudden Cooler shows up, and Goku's like, "Shit,
1: Frieza! How are you still alive?" It got me be.
0: because, well, Cooler and Frieza do look slightly similar, but Cooler attacks Gohan, and Goku of course jumps in the way and takes the blow, and that injures Goku to an extent where he can't do anything, so they have to run away and hide. We're dead
1: for sure. Ugh.
0: Gohan leaves to go get Sensu beans, so he has to get on top of Icarus, and Icarus flies because Cooler's Ginyu they all have scouters, and of course, for those of you who are, you know, Dragon Ball Z lurists, you'll probably understand that any power surges or anything get picked up by the scouters, so, you know, Gohan's trying to stay stealth. In the meanwhile, Piccolo shows up, and Piccolo's like, I'm gonna fuck you bitches up. And so he starts fighting with them and does some really cool things. He sends, like, a, a heat-seeking blast at one point, which was really neat. And The only thing I didn't like about this movie is actually a part that involves Piccolo, where he stretches his arms. It seems like, in both Cooler movies, Piccolo does this one thing where he stretches his arms. In Cooler's Revenge, he's in a forest fighting with Salza, and he stretches his arms to, like, reach around all the trees and try and take him by surprise. And I, I don't... I hate that. I know... That Piccolo can actually do it but it, you know I always took, like I said, I took Dragon Ball Z as a serious thing, which is rather foolish because I know it's 100% gag it's supposed to be 100% funny Um, but, you know, the martial arts action, when you have like Disturbed playing in the background, how can you not take that semi-seriously? I mean, nowadays because there have been so many AMVs you know, Dragon Ball Z, let the bodies hit the floor let the body set the floor. You know, like, come on. Does anybody have... Or better yet, Linkin Park. Just put a freaking Linkin Park song with any Dragon Ball Z video or vice versa. And bang. You know, people seem to lack originality when it comes to Dragon Ball Z AMVs. But anyway, my, my, my whole point is, like, nowadays, because we've seen all that crap flood, we just say, oh, annoying fan. But this is a movie before all the AMVs took over, just so you guys know. I take it semi-seriously but anyway, the the arm stretching thing I'm not too big into but Piccolo has a a pretty cool fight with Cooler's Ginyu Force but eventually gets taken out And Gohan, he gets to Korin gets a sensu beans and what have you and manages to get back to Goku, I don't want to spoil all of it it's a Dragon Ball Z movie so there's really no spoilers like, oh guy shows up guy dies at the end of the movie basically, you know, you, you show up you have a villain just so he can die almost like a villain of the week but Gohan gets back and gives Goku a sensu beam and of course that powers up Goku so much that no one can stand up to him except for Cooler and Cooler is in his third stage so Cooler starts fighting with him and like halfway through is like oh I can't take him but I have unlocked a stage farther than Frieza ever could because Frieza only had three stages four you know four if you include his original one but Cooler's like, I've unlocked a fourth stage, which would technically kind of be the fifth. But anyway, and he and he goes to this fourth form, and he starts fighting with Goku, and Goku can't keep up until he goes Super Saiyan, and he keeps fighting with Cooler, and eventually Cooler is pretty much outclassed. He can't outspeed him anymore. He can't hurt you know. He can't hurt him anymore. So what he do? He makes a ginormous death ball. He takes advantage of. He, he, there's a dust storm, and he takes advantage of that. And he can charge up energy much, much faster than Frieza ever could. So he makes a death ball and it's like, Oh, goodbye, Goku. <laughs> and he throws it. And Goku, of course, is trying to hold it, but it keeps going down and down. And Cooler, being the pompous asshole he is, is like, Ho, oh, ho, ho, I've won. Yup. I've won, the movie's almost over, so you know I'm going to die with this, oh, I've won. And Goku's like,
1: no, can't let the earth die. Kamehameha!
0: Pushes it away, He has a Kamehameha so freaking powerful that it, the death ball is repelled, it hits Cooler, Cooler tries to stop it, but the Kamehameha blast keeps pushing him and it pushes him all the way to the Sun where cooler gets evaporated into nothing and that's the end of the movie basically now as cliche as that sounds I mean it's a Dragon Ball Z movie so it's full of cliches um, at the very end Goku because he really is such a powerful common high, is practically incapacitated I mean he's still awake and all that but just like oh he used all my energy and Salza shows up and is like, ah, I'm going to screw you all over because I have a gay French accent. And Piccolo shows up and blows him away, which is pretty cool. But you know, as awesome as that movie was, you got to see Krillin fight, you got to see Gohan fight a little bit, even though Gohan got owned and was basically a gopher. There was one thing in that movie that it really, really lacked, but it was made up for in return of Cooler. You know what that was? Audience, do you know what that is? Huh? Any, any ha- answers? Huh? Vegeta. Now, Vegeta is my most favorite character of all of Dragon Ball Z. Not because he's a total badass, not because he's super prideful, not because he can never beat Goku. Okay, shut up. Vegeta is my favorite character because he was like the only character that seemed to have real personality. I, I want to say, not that Goku didn't have personality, but his Goku was always easygoing, even in the face of destruction. I mean, sure, when Goku got pissed off and was like, "Really, like, I'm gonna kill you now," that was cool. I love that. But Vegeta was always like, "You punched me, you beat the shit on me, you embarrassed me. I'm going to shove your head up your ass so far you're gonna be able to see your tongue." I'm not kidding you. That's how awesome Vegeta was. And he was always like that. Now, Vegeta was always very, very, no one can beat me because I won't let them. If they ever hurt me, I'm going to redouble my efforts and hurt them back. And so throwing Vegeta in Return Cooler was awesome. New Namek has been created since Frieza destroyed the first Namek. And so the Namekians are living there, and Goku and the gang are like, oh, let's go visit... New Namek and all that, you know, for a camping trip or whatever. That's what the excuse was in the... <laughs> in most of the Dragon Ball Z movies, like, let's go camping. No, camping is a bad idea that always makes bad guys show up. Why are you going camping? But anyway, he, they, they go to visit New Namek. And of course, Piccolo's there, so you can see Piccolo stretch his arms. And in this movie, when Piccolo stretches his arms, he sends it, like, into the ground and, like, does this rapid attack and... Yeah, not my thing. So I should probably explain. There's this sentient planet, but yet it's totally artificial. What What happened is there's a sentient computer chip that was left alone in a junkyard, of all things, a space junkyard, and made its own spaceship. But its own spaceship is kind of like a planet. It, it's kind of hard to explain. You just need to see the movie. The name of this planet is called the Getty Star. And the Getty Star comes to Nunamek and literally starts spreading out like an octopus or something like an aneba and starts growing and setting its roots into new namek of course this is not a good thing because the namekians have enough shit. if things couldn't get worse the getty star starts releasing these robots that are capturing up all the namekians and kind of escorting them into the getty star to harvest their energy and you know so that way the getty star can still live on goku and the gang doesn't like this so they start fighting well these robots are so tough that the gang cannot beat them. Like, Gohan punches it, and it hurts his hand. Krillin, like, ha, bang! And, of course, Krillin's the comic release, like, ha,
1: ha, ha,
0: And Piccolo starts fighting, and is like, I can't do this. Oh, what's going on? And sooner or later, they all team up together. Get together so we can protect each other because we're losing. And um, there's a cybernetic version of Cooler. I shouldn't say cybernetic. A complete android robot replica of Cooler, and Goku's like, how are you still alive, and Cooler's like, we have some unsettled business, and so those two start kind of going at it, where, and it's supremely obvious that Meta Cooler is way too powerful for Goku, but back to the gang and stuff, they're fighting, and they learn that they focus their energy to the exact point that they're hitting these robots, they can injure them enough. Things work out to an extent, they end up fending off the robots, and Managed to get to the Getty Star, but Piccolo ends up getting held at a standpoint. They grab him and they start shooting him, and they're shooting him in such a way that it's not killing him because Piccolo is strong enough to kind of take the blow, but it is still strong enough that if he wasn't blocking and holding still, it would start doing some damage. So they basically pin him down. The rest of the gang, Oolong, Yajirobi, and Krillin and Gohan get captured and taken away with the Namekians inside the big Getty Star. Meanwhile, while Goku is fighting with Metacooler, Metacooler is vastly superior. He knows instant transmission just like Goku does, so they end up fighting at light speed a little bit. <laughs> ah! which, is, which is really cool. I always like the the gimmick of light speed because you can't do it. In order to move at light speed you have to be weightless so for a human body which clearly has mass to move at light speed it's an infinite cycle of must be weightless but at the same time must be faster faster weightless fast I mean, it doesn't work out but whatever it's Dragon Ball Z so they're fighting Goku even at Super Saiyan cannot take Cooler. and that's when Vegeta comes in and they start fighting and of course Vegeta sh- shows up when Goku just got a good blow taken to the face and Vegeta's like Move aside, Kakarot. I'll take this. And he starts fighting with him, and Cooler, like, boom, smashes him aside. And Goku's like, Vegeta, we need to work together! And they start kind of working together, because Vegeta's, you know, Vegeta. He's like, I'm not taking orders from you, Kakarot. And sooner or later, they start working together. And they beat Metacooler, because Metacooler can heal. He learns from his mistakes. So basically, there's one part before Vegeta shows up where... Uh, Goku moves super fast and PUNCHED the whole left side of his body into nothingness, basically decimated it, and he's like, goodbye, Cooler, and Cooler's like, ugh, and all of a sudden just starts healing, like, wires pop out and it regenerates the armor and everything, he's like, hmm, now that I'm all healed up, the big Getty Star monitors all my bodily functions and stuff, self-repairs me, which I guess is good because if it monitors all your bodily function, if you have a heart on, it just instantly gives you an orgasm. But seeing how, you know, you kind of made out of steel, you must always have a hard-on. So thus, must be always having an orgasm. The big Getty star is really cool. Sooner or later, Vegeta and Goku beat Metacooler. And that's when we find out that there are thousands of Metacoolers. Not just one. And they had a big problem fighting just one. For like hundreds and hundreds of them to start showing up, Vegeta and Goku are already beaten to shreds. they were literally beaten up so bad that when they're done with the fight, they they turn off Super Saiyan. And then they have to turn it back on. And Goku's like, I don't think we can beat all these guys. And Vegeta's like, we have to try, man. We have to try. <laughs> Sooner or later, Piccolo ends up. They, they stop shooting at Piccolo, and Piccolo's like, shit, I'm going to fuck you all up, and starts doing this arm thingy and kills them all. And he makes his way to the Big Getty Star. While Gohan and Krillin are in there, They're trying to avoid getting chopped up and their energy sucked out and all that. And sooner or later, Piccolo ends up injuring the Getty Star in a way that all the functions for controlling the robots, like, stops. So all the Metacoolers explode and all that, and it frees up Goku and Vegeta. So they fly to the big Getty Star, and then they find out at the center that Cooler's body wasn't completely destroyed. There was, like, part of his head that was still alive and because just like Frieza, Cooler can survive in depths of space even though he doesn't have all his body, the sentient computer chip absorbed him and made him like the head, the center processing unit or whatever. Basically when they find this out, there's a supreme version of Cooler, like a mega meta Cooler that pops out and they end up fighting and sooner or later Vegeta ends up giving like a decisive blow that ends up saving Goku, and they manage to destroy the Big Getty Star. And they escape. And, of course, everyone on Unamek is happy because the invaders are repelled. And Goku's like, "Oh man, Vegeta, thank you for helping me. Where is Vegeta, by the way? And Vegeta's nowhere to be seen. And they're like, "Yeah, well, you know Vegeta, he never liked happy endings. And Vegeta's up in space with that sentient computer chip in his hand and he crushes it it's like stupid computers that's vegeta i love vegeta but the movie holds up pretty nicely i like return of cooler better than revenge of cooler because one vegeta but the fights were much cooler no pun intended they're much more spectacular even though if you want to see more piccolo action i suggest you go to cooler's revenge definitely watch these movies right after each other i mean they're five and six in theatrical releases so they were meant to be sequel and prequel to each other which makes sense seeing how they have the same villain but like if you get the chance to Netflix these or you get the chance to buy them I definitely suggest you get it with the old Funimation dub soundtrack and you also watch them both maybe not at the same time but in succession like me I found them at a dollar store for three bucks a piece so I definitely picked these things up and I watched cooler's revenge one day and then the next day i watched return of cooler there's no better way to watch it it it, it picks up not right where it left off because there's still events in the series that take place in between and that's what you have to remember like see that here's my problem i do have a problem with return of cooler and that's exactly placing it because goku knows instant transmission which would mean of course it has to take place after he returned home from uh yadrat or whatever that planet was no problem there So that means Frieza is finally dead, which makes even more sense because Cooler didn't show up until Frieza was dead. Then at the same time, Vegeta's first appearance of everyone else to know he was Super Saiyan was when he was fighting Android 19 because Goku was sick. He had that heart disease or whatever it was that he had to deal with. So if that's the case, it has to take place somewhere in between that because Goku was sick up until he started training in the hyperbolic time chamber where he went Super Saiyan 2. So if Return of Cooler, Goku doesn't go Super Saiyan 2, but yet Vegeta does go Super Saiyan, that would mean it has to take place in between there, which means Cell and the androids are still alive, which to me seems kind of stupid to completely leave your planet when there are bad guys that can totally destroy it. So that's my biggest problem with this movie, is like, where does it take place? trying to canonize it. Cooler's Revenge you can easily canonize in, oh, it takes place in that time period where Goku's, you know, where everyone's training in anticipation for the androids. They went camping so they could go training and stuff. And that makes perfect sense. But at the same time, Return of Cooler has to take place after the androids show up. I'm not exactly sure how that works out. Maybe it does take place after Cell, but if that's the case, why didn't Goku just go Super Saiyan 2? It's not like Goku to stay at Super Saiyan 1 and totally get his ass whooped and never talk about Super Saiyan 2. That's that's the only drawback, really. And the this, and this stretchy piccolo arms. But these movies are definitely awesome. They're only about 50 or 60 minutes apiece, depending on which movie. And they're the right amount of dose of Dragon Ball Z. It's not like you have to sit down and watch a bajillion episode epic to get the picture. If you've seen a little bit of Dragon Ball Z as a kid, or if you watched other movies before, you'll pretty much get this movie without problem. I wouldn't introduce somebody to Dragon Ball Z off of these movies. I would definitely start them on the series first, or Kai. I'd actually start them on Kai. But these movies definitely have their own place, and they definitely have a great audience of Dragon Ball lovers, old and new alike. If I had to give them a number from 1 to 10, I'd give them both a 7, maybe an 8, just out of nostalgia. But I'd give them a 7. They're good. But they're not like some amazing they're not a masterpiece they're good i like them they're nostalgic but at the same time they're definitely not like some ghost in the shell 2 or the girl who left through time or a digimon movie faux pause. that sounds those digimon movies were masterpieces so anyway that's my review of dragon ball z cooler's revenge and return of cooler up next i'll be talking about what i've been reading and watching stay tuned guys
1: Otaku USA Magazine proudly presents a new podcast. Fresh in caliber, soaked in 31 different flavors of wind. Wow, raspberry wind! And fired from a mazer cannon of pure love. I can This podcast will seek to deliver to you what many of its valiant readers have asked of us many times before. Bearing that in mind, what does this show actually contain, you ask? Why... The news, of course. But much, much better. <clears throat> Let me explain. Friday Ace, the podcast edition, is your chance to catch up on all the happenings in Japanese pop culture from this past week, including news recaps, music rankings, and all those interesting tidbits you would have known about had you not given into that burning urge to have a life. Download new episodes every Friday exclusively from otakousamagazine.com. Sick of elitist fans? Your first anime was Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> and you call yourself an otaku. Sick of fanboys? Have you seen Haruhi? I mean, she's so stupid and cute and just kind of follows her all around all over the place, and it's just so awesome. I love the series. Well, come on down to Super Happy Anime Fun Time, the anime podcast bringing you an objective fan's point of view to anime news, anime releases, and anime reviews. Check us out at animeshaft.com.
0: the last part of the show what have you been reading and watching and uh, let me tell you this part I've actually been looking forward to quite a bit and uh, next podcast this segment is actually going to be quite exciting I'm hoping because I'll be getting some things in the mail but for now let's just deal with what I got I got some new purchases and that's why I'm excited and I started watching some of them of course just to get some old stuff out of the way I finished the first box set of Aquarion you know the first 13 episodes so now I'm working on part two, and I'm gonna start episode 14 sometime soon. But for new purchases, one I actually stopped and watched was Trinity Blood, the first four episodes. I got a single, it was only three bucks, so don't worry, I didn't rip myself off. But I was like, Trinity Blood, it's a Gonzo show. But everyone says it's really, really good. And so, I only bought the single because it was in a dollar bin sort of thing, paid three bucks for it. And I watched the first two episodes and I'm like, hmm, it's okay if someone said here the whole series for maybe 16 bucks I say "Eh, okay I'll bite it's good enough for me I'm definitely interested but it's a gonzo show so like there's no direct action going on everything is kind of implied the guns are CG for crying out loud it's like everything but the characters are CG and that is really getting irritating so but the characters are kind of cool there's some mystery and intrigue in there because I don't quite understand exactly what's going on so I'll stick with it. It, it it's a decent show I also, because I haven't seen it yet I know, smite me I also picked up Fullmetal Alchemist the movie Conqueror of Shambalia. I haven't seen it yet and seeing how I've been reading the manga and watching Brotherhood I figured I probably have enough information I can watch this movie and just see what it is because it's supposed to be the ending or what have you to the original fma anime series so i want to see you know what's going down because some people have said oh this is horrible I just said oh it's not that bad i loved it you know so we'll see what what that holds i also got another single a just another four episode disc of Tenchi muyo galaxy police transporter and unfortunately it's not uh the first volume in the in the series i got episodes nine to eleven so uh, I kind of picked it up because Tenshi Muyo is an AIC show and I was ranting about how AIC shows suck and so I figured okay let's go back and look at the older stuff and let's watch the newer stuff and see if they were ever good at any point they did Godanner I loved Godanner I mean I did a review of it so I mean they can't be totally and completely bad but the new stuff oh so bad so so bad let's see I also picked up Robotech The Shadow Chronicles and the internet tells me this is a sequel to the original Robotech which was actually three anime mashed together so I'm interested in how this one is actually going to be a sequel seeing how it technically has nothing to do with either of those three series but I don't know I, I it, it said Robotech collector's edition three bucks Hmm. okay I'll buy you, you know I also picked up volume two of Bakano, and people are going ah Another volume two. Don't tell me you're gonna start watching Bakken in the middle. No, I'm not. What I'm hoping for is I go back to the same store, and I can get all the volumes, three bucks a piece. I can get volumes one, two, three, and four, because I believe there are four volumes. But if I'm lucky, I'll pay nine, twelve dollars for the whole series, whereas even on right stuff, it's like sixteen, twenty. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm hoping if I play my cards right, I can get the whole thing for cheap. But Those are my new purchases. Oh, I I almost forgot one. I also purchased Afro Samurai Resurrection. And I love that movie. I like Afro Samurai. It's beautiful animation. And I just got done ranting on Gonzo. This is what Gonzo needs to be doing. They need to do this stuff. It's so crisp, clean, awesome action. Storyline kind of sucks, but you got voice acting from Samuel L. Jackson, and he does a good job. It's not one of those like, here... He's an actor, thus that equals voice actor. It's Samuel L. does actually a decent job at voice acting. So, what have you there. Also, and I want to give a big shout out and thank you to Spring Holbrook from Arachna Media, also known as Sailor Samus. Please go visit her blog at www.arachnamedia.com for sending me the first two volumes of the original Lupin Third manga. I got these in the mail just a couple days ago, and I was like, what's this? Oh, it's from Spring? Oh, crap, these are the Lupin novels. And so thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate this so much. Hopefully I can get her on the show so we can talk about these sometime in the future. But until then, I'm not going to touch them because I have a couple things that people have sent me. I've watched them slash read them. I want to have them on the show for me to talk about because I believe it's only respectful. And with that same subject in mind uh doctor from the ssa podcast sent me rin daughters of Manaswine*, swine which i just finished not too long ago maybe a week or two ago and be expecting him sometime on the podcast so we can talk about that and review that um i've also started reading devil man lady and the devil man ovas because i want to do a big uh devil man where it came from what it inspired what inspired it what going guy was thinking when he created it I want to do a whole little editorial podcast for the Anime 3000 bonus round, so I don't know when that will be out because I'm having enough trouble with this podcast, and oh, work is so much fun. It's It's fun having a job when they're always shifting your hours, and you're like, yeah, remember when I said I can only work these hours? Why are you scheduling me when I can't work? And then they say, oh, we'll get someone to cover you. Well, I need those hours. You hired me, and I said I couldn't work those, now you're making me work those. And I still... I physically cannot be there at that time. It's not that I won't. I physically cannot. So... Oh, we'll just get someone to cover for you. No problem. But, yeah, that that's frustrating. But, anyway, back to the anime. I've also started reading JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3, and I'm still getting the vibe off that. I'm like, eh. So... I'm kind of swapping back and forth between Devilman Lady, which is all in Japanese, except I managed to find the first volume scanlated. But the scanlator who did that no longer exists or stopped scanlating, period. So I've been trying to contact multiple scanlater sites slash subsites, whatever, and trying to find someone who'd be willing to scanlate the entire series. And if there's a scanlator within the sound of my voice who's listening to this podcast, I have the whole entire complete series. All on my hard drive. I can give you the torrent link. I'm still seeding. Uh, I can give it to you direct download however you want it. But I have all of it raw Japanese high quality stuff. All you probably need to do is just translate and punch the English text in there with GIMP. But yes, other than that, I haven't been doing a whole lot of anime stuff. Um, I mean, I just watched the Dragon Ball Z movies, which I... Had actually bought at the same time of all these things I was talking about, managed to find those for three bucks a piece at a little dollar store, and that was that was great. But I've been watching a lot of Starcraft because I'm addicted to that, and I love Starcraft. So if you guys want to play me Starcraft one, let me know. I'd be be more than happy to play you guys. Also, been watching Ninja Warrior because uh, season or series twenty five just came out on American TV. I have not been able to find it. Because I don't have the channel. So I'm looking to download it or watch it or something. So I can't find that. I've been going back to watch the older Ninja Warriors. I just finished watching Ninja Warrior Season 1. And boy, (laughs) Sasuke has come a long way. Let's just say that. But that's really all I've been reading and watching. There's nothing impressive that's been going on. Um... More or less, I'm just going to try and beef up this podcast. If you guys have any suggestions, please send them my way. I would love to have more guests. So if you want a guest spot on this, let me know. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you like and dislike about this podcast or other episodes. You can just leave comments. Uh, Brief apology for last episode. When I uploaded it, all I had was the first 20 minutes. I don't know what went on because the file is fine. So I re-uploaded it now. You should be able to go back. And download that. And when I upload this one tonight, I will double check to make sure that you get the whole complete episode and not just 20 minutes because I think I kind of got shafted um, when I didn't fix that right away. I didn't know it had malfunctioned, I didn't check it. So uh, I'm not sure. But please also retweet this podcast because I can't seem to reach past. 73 people. I get to 73 and then it goes all the way down to like 69 and then goes back up to 73 and 69. It's like I'm constantly swapping for little followers or whatever. I don't know what's going on but it seems like I'm not getting much reach. So if you like this show and you think it's worthy of having more reach, please retweet it. Please, you know, talk about it to your friends and basically expand it on any social media platform you feel is worthy of this podcast or this podcast is worthy of so your support is much appreciated so with that in mind i'm gonna head and end the podcast and say thank you for listening thank you for downloading thank you for your comments and thank you for just being an anime fan i'm your host here josh dunham and you have been listening to the animation podcast so until next time i'm ghost